0: Thank you both so much for those readings. Thank you. And in that second reading, our Gospel reading, we've got mention of the twelve disciples or the twelve apostles. And that name is used um, at different points throughout the Bible. An apostle is someone who is sent out, and a disciple is someone who learns. And so there's a sense in which, in Matthew's Gospel, there's a shift in what is going on for those 12 men. They were men. Those 12 men were gathered around Jesus as his disciples, and they learned from him. And they watched, and they heard him talk, and they saw the miracles that he was doing. They asked questions, and they were learning all the time. And now, at this point in the Gospel, they're going to take that learning and go out and be involved in the ministry of Jesus out in the world. Quite a daunting thing to do. But they have learned a lot. And Jesus has shown them the way to be. We're all called to be disciples. And actually the Christian journey is one of a lifetime of discipleship. I'm afraid we never get there. We've never learned everything there is to know. But actually that's quite reassuring too, isn't it? That there's always more to learn. And wherever we are on our journey of faith, we want to continue to be disciples. Disciples who keep on learning. Those 12 were quite a mixed bunch of people. Jesus came to do something radical and to set a new way of living and being. And if you were looking at all your management consultancy books, you'd kind of think, well, who are the 12 that I need around me? Who are the 12 top candidates that I might have? And Jesus hasn't chosen them. He's chosen a bunch of people just like you and me. We are all special, but we never feel quite adequate for the task. And again, this is really reassuring. That Jesus knows who we are and he takes us as we are. He's got four fishermen. He's got Simon, Peter, Andrew, James and John. They're pretty good at fishing. But they're not very good at necessarily speaking or preaching. And it's remarkable for Peter. Because after the day of Pentecost, the first thing that Peter does is goes out into the crowd and preaches. What an amazing work God does in him. But four fishermen who actually were very comfortable in the family business, doing what they knew best. And Jesus says, come, come and follow me and learn from me. He's called Matthew. And Matthew's a tax collector. Now, in today's day and age, tax collectors are not particularly popular, are they? If you work for the HMRC, you probably don't want to tell people at a dinner party that that's what you do. <laughs> there might be some tax people here. <laughs> what was even worse in Jesus' time? was that Matthew was collecting taxes for the enemy. He was collecting taxes for the Romans. So he was really, really unpopular. And yet Jesus says, come and follow me and learn from me. He's called Thomas. And if you know anything about Thomas's journey, he's got a nickname that we give him, Thomas the Doubter. Because he's the one that doubts what Jesus is saying. I think it's a bit of a a tough call because actually I admire Thomas. Because Thomas asks the difficult questions. He probably asked the questions that each of the other disciples were thinking but didn't dare ask. He wants to believe for himself and he wants to fully be able to accept what Jesus is saying. And until he can, he keeps asking the questions. And what I learned from Thomas is never stop asking questions. If you are curious we will learn so much more about Jesus because we'll keep on asking those questions. So Thomas the doubter, or Thomas the questioner, or Thomas the curious, Jesus says, come and follow me and learn from me. And he's got Judas Iscariot. And Jesus, Judas is the one that will betray Jesus with a kiss. Got a cruel way to betray Jesus. And Jesus may well have known that that was what was going to happen. Because Jesus is wholly human and wholly divine, holy God. So at that point, under the Father's will of calling Judas to be one of the twelve, the plan was going to turn out quite differently for Judas. And yet Judas was invited by Jesus to come and follow me and learn from me. He takes each one of them where they are at on their own journeys of faith with all the flaws, with all the mistakes they made. And he says, come, come and follow me. And he says that to each one of us. We don't have to reach perfection before Jesus invites us to follow him. If we had to wait for that, we would never be able to follow him because we will never be perfect on this earth. But Jesus says, I know who you are. All your imperfections, all the beautiful things about you, your abilities and skills, the things you don't do very well. And I say, come, come and follow me and be my disciple. And confirmation is about recognizing discipleship. It's about saying, I've heard that call. I've heard Jesus whispering in my ear and even though I feel pretty inadequate, he's saying, come and follow me and learn from me. And as we learn, he's able to use us transform us, change us and take us back out into the world where we can work on his behalf. Jesus came to tell the good news of salvation to a new generation and to people who were not part of the Jewish faith. And one of the last things he asked his disciples to do was to go and to preach the good news and to make disciples in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Jesus ascended to be with his Father in heaven. But we carry on the task of helping others to hear that call, to offer the invitation, come and follow Jesus and be his disciple. And then they're sent out. But they're sent out knowing that they can trust Jesus. That he will equip them through the power of the Spirit for whatever he calls them to do. They've learned to live like Jesus and they will be sent out to be like him, just as we are sent out to be like Jesus. So wherever we go, we take the love of Jesus with us. We take the light of the world that is in us to the darkest places where there's sadness and despair. And we can offer hope through Jesus. So we're called to be disciples. We hear that call. We learn from Jesus. He equips us, fills us, however inadequate we feel, and says, I've got a job for you to do. Go and be my disciples. Go and speak of me. Model my life so that others might be invited back to hear that call. Invited back home to Jesus. Later in the confirmation service, I'm going to use some words. I'm going to say, God has called you by name and made you his own. And they come from the Isaiah passage. It's actually in the, in the first person. Um, I have called you by name and, and made you my own. God calls each one of us. Such beautiful words. I've called you by name. I know you by name. Being known by name is so important. And it signifies that Jesus knows everything about us. God the Father knows everything about us. And he calls us by name. He knows us. He loves us. He accepts us. Such a wonderful truth. And he invites us to live with him, to learn from him, to become like him. So how do we do that? We do that by gathering together with other Christians to talk with one another, to ask those curious questions, to know our Bibles deeper. There's all sorts of tools that can help us understand our Bible more and more to unlock some of those challenging passages. There's books we can read, notes we can use, apps on our phones. But as a disciple, we want to know more about our Bible because that tells the story of Jesus. It's a lovely children's storybook Bible, and it says on the um, introductory, it says, every story whispers his name. The Bible whispers the name of Jesus. And the more we know our Bible, the more we know Jesus. We become his disciple by praying. I've given the candidates a book about prayer. And actually just being able to speak to God in the everyday, as we're washing up, as we're walking the dog, We don't have to go down on our knees, put our hands together and have some fancy words. Prayer is about just a relationship with God, who loves to hear what's on our hearts. Sometimes it's just sitting in silence and letting him speak to us so that he can tell us what he wants us to to hear. Often words of comfort and reassurance. We become his disciples by having a good life of prayer. We become his disciples by worshipping. Saint Augustine, a very early writer, talked about how we were made for God and our hearts are restless until we find our home in him. And as we worship, we are being the people God has made us to be. Sometimes people say, what will heaven be like if it's constant singing? I don't really want to be there. (laughs) But actually, constant worship of God the Father is the best place to be. And whatever worship looks like for you, it's an expression of your heart that says, I love you, Lord, and I want to give you my everything. We become disciples by worshipping. So we're each individuals, we're each (laughs) known by name, and God knows us individually. We've each got our own story to tell. And that will look different for every single one of you. One of the problems about church is that we often compare ourselves to other people. If only I could be like so-and-so. And And actually God says, no, I don't want you to be like so-and-so. I have made you, you. And own that and treasure that. So today is a huge celebration. It's an immense joy and privilege to confirm our wonderful candidates. And as you make these promises You are surrounded by a whole crowd of witnesses who say, we are here with you. We want to pray for you and support you. So thank you so much for taking this step and for allowing us to be part of your journey. And may God bless you richly. Amen.